You are now listening to Broken Home Survivalist. What's up? Okay. Again, it has been way too long, but here we are for a new episode of Broken Home Survivalist. Let's jump in. Thought that I retired, ain't looking long while. But Tyler was back, gonna make you a child. One of the things that I keep seeing pop up everywhere social media, the news, this and that. Um, everybody's talking about they can't afford to buy a home right now. The market is all fucked up. Uh, these younger people who are on minimum wage can't make enough money to put a down payment, to pay the mortgage. Rent is out of control. And I'm like, people are really missing something that's right in front of them to try to jump in and grab this. Now, I'm not saying what's going on is correct. Like, I'm not a financial specialist, but I have uh, jumped through a couple hoops myself, and I know plenty of people who played the game. I have helped a lot of people get into their first home. And uh, even though I did not go to college, I'm not like a like I said, a financial advisor, whatever, I am going to helpfully give you a couple of tips that are going to help you get your foot in the door on your first home. Yay! So one of the things that I think people are missing out on is they're continuing, whether you're 20 years old or 30 years old, you're just continuing to live in your parents' house because you can't afford to get out. And that's because uh, a lot of people have just one way of thinking. Everybody's thinking about how they want their first home, like literally their first home. You want to live alone in a house that's probably five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars $700,000. And you're like, man, I can never afford that because the houses are too expensive. But... That is because you are trying to afford that house alone or even with your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever. That is not enough income to afford that house. And we've established that and we can see what's going on. Things ain't, aren't, you know, they're not looking any better for the future. But you got to look at this differently. Okay, you, you, you lost the battle on trying to own your first home by yourself. You got to look at as an investment, as a stepping stone towards the house that you want in the future. Now, what I'm trying to get at is the first home that you are going to buy is a home that you need to go in on with a couple of friends. What? I think a lot of people who are first-time home buyers do not know that you can buy a house with friends, that you can have three or four people all apply, you know, and get one home together and all your income will be combined together. And all of a sudden that five, six hundred thousand dollar house is affordable. Talk to me now. What is going through a lot of people's mind when they hear stuff like that is, oh, you know, I don't I don't want to live with my friends and I want my own house. But 
What I would like to remind you is right now, where are you living? You're probably living at your parents' house, right? So wouldn't it be better to at least have a place with a couple of friends? And if you can find the right floor plan, maybe they can even have their own bedroom bathroom on one side, have your own bedroom bathroom on the other side of the house. Sure, you might share a kitchen and a living room, but guess what? You're doing that where you're at right now with your parents. So this you got to look at this first home as an investment. So even at minimum wage here in Washington state, minimum wage is like uh, $14.50. And even at minimum wage, most people are trying to buy a house as a couple. So maybe it's you, your boyfriend or girlfriend. And if you're lucky, you, you can find a couple of other friends that are also looking to buy a home. Now, I would say keep your family out of this because unfortunately, horrible financial decisions are made when it comes to family. However, sometimes friends, even co-workers might be able uh, to be a better option. You really got to look at this as an investment. So you have to almost like you're interviewing the people that you're talking to. So one of the reasons why I think that doing this with people you work with is a good idea is because you can already see, you know, who who's been working here, who's been working here for at least two or three years. They look like they're a dedicated employee. They're not going anywhere. They have long term goals. Um, it's almost like, you know, you're the you're the bank. You're looking to find, you know, finance these people because that's really what's going on. You're putting a lot of trust in each other. Uh, so you need to look at people's background and, and it's easiest just to do that at work. So who is at work? Who do you get along with? It doesn't have to be people that you kick it with, just people that are like-minded enough to respect the house, you know, be, again, you can see these habits at work. Who's a good worker? Who's responsible? Who cleans up after themselves in the break room? Just little, little things like that. Um, my advice would be to do this with no more than four people total, including yourself. So yourself and three other people, because if you do start trying to finance a place with like 10, 11 people, it's going to be considered a high risk loan. And most banks are not going to approve that loan. However, uh, four people is, is a pretty safe area. You know, it's like two couples, uh, you don't even need uh, a huge house most people, a three bedroom house is enough with uh, four people because you've got two couples sharing a room, got one spare, maybe it can be used as a, a library or a gaming room or even a second living room for one of the people if you want to set it up that way. Maybe one couple has the uh, garage and the extra bedroom as a living room and then the other couple gets the larger main bedroom or the larger main living room, but they got to park out in the driveway or something. There's usually some way you can arrange all that stuff, but that's for later on to worry about. So basically you got your four people, you got your uh, income. Cause I like I was getting to, I uh, got sidetracked, but like I was getting to even at minimum wage, um, if all four people in Washington state are making a min minimum wage, all that matters is that it's full time. So if minimum wage, full time, that is enough income. You can afford that five, six hundred thousand dollar house. And uh once you 
are in it, these are things you'll learn about down the road. But um, after you gain some equity, you just stick it out for five years. I guarantee you five years is going to be long enough. Um, Again, think about where you're living now. Think about your parents' house and, and how things are not that great now. So you can stick it out five years. Most of you who are listening to this are going to be relatively young. Trust me, stick it out the five years. All of a sudden, that equity is going to go up. You can sell the house. All y'all can go your separate ways, split the money that you made, and you can use that uh, money that you made on the sell for your down payment for your conventional loan. And you finally have your real first home five years down the road. Um, it's, It's definitely a step that a lot of people didn't have to take, and it might seem unfair, but I just want to remind people that there are options. You got to hustle. You know, you got to, if you want it, you can obtain it. And if you want to get that house, find find those people, those ride or die people that are hard workers, going to take care of the place, going to be responsible, not have parties and f- fuck it all up and all that stuff. All you got to do is take care of this house for five years. Um, I guarantee you that's long enough. Now, there are other things that you have to think about. So it's not just like you're going to get approved right away because, you know, there's other questions that you probably have. And one is credit score. No, you don't have to have the best credit score in the world, but uh, usually you're going to want at least a 620. And if 620 seems difficult or if you're having some hard times uh, fixing your credit and stuff like that, um, there is... Plenty of people out there, uh, if somebody's interested, I don't want to go into too much detail, but if somebody's interested on people that can help uh, fix your credit and ways to do that uh, fairly quickly, um, I definitely can hook you up with some links to help out with that. Uh, On the short side, secured credit card is the easiest way to do that. Um, I have outstanding credit right now not to brag but my, my credit is outstanding and when I bought my first house uh, my credit score I just put it right out there and be real with you my credit score was in the 400s and when I talked to the agent um, they put me on on how to do this uh, secured credit card I got the secured credit card and my credit score went from the 400s to 640 in 90 days okay so you can definitely do this um and of course since i learned how to take care of all that shit i've went way uh beyond since then and uh now i feel like an established american human being finally <laughs> taking care of that credit and do whatever i got to do um anyways so credit that that's easily to fix. The other thing is work history. A lot of people think like, oh, I got to have this job where I got to be, you know, have work at the airport with TSA. I got to be a nurse. I got to, you know, whatever you think that you got to have, but that's not the case. All they care about is that you have um, employment history. So make sure that you are holding your job, no matter how much you hate it, Hold your job for a minimum of two years because they're going to be looking at that. So make sure you stay in that same job for at least two years. After you get approved for the loan, you move in your house. If you want to switch jobs, go ahead and do that. But 
again, if you want you want to get approved on these loans, stop switching jobs. Make sure you stay in the same job at least two years. Uh, fix the credit, and uh, let me see what's the next step. Um, people usually have questions on. Oh yeah, the loan, the down payment. So, if you're like me, a lot of people in in these situations, we didn't come from money. Uh, there's no inherited wealth, not even any inherited knowledge. I have to learn everything the hard way myself. I had no idea what an FHA loan was. I thought that everybody out here who was buying a house was dropping ninety, hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars cash on these houses, and I was wondering how the hell everybody's got this money. But do yourself a favor, look up FHA loan. Because if you're listening to this, you're definitely going to qualify for FHA loan. It's for first-time home buyers. It's like 3.5%. And again, 3.5% down payment seems like a lot of money when you buy yourself. It might be fifteen, twenty thousand when you buy yourself. But again, you split that between four people. It's five thousand. Okay, five thousand again might seem like a lot, but if you're living with your parents, I guarantee you. If you're working full time, five thousand should not be that hard to save if you're living at home with your parents. So stop going to the Starbucks. You don't need no rims for your new ride. You don't need, you know, to go shopping, uh, put a pause on that Disneyland trip or wherever the hell you're going. Uh, make small sacrifices to get your foot in the door in this house. It will be worth it down the road. Um, so. Let me see. What else uh, do I need to cover here? I know I'm running through a lot of information all at once. Um, hopefully it will stick. If not, you know, of course, hey, this is a podcast. You can rewind, pause, take notes, play half speed, uh, whatever you got to do. Um, again, I'm no I'm no professional, but I am somebody who came from absolutely nothing we're growing up, getting evicted from house after house after house. We were moving like every six months growing up. I felt like uh, we were in the military, even though we weren't uh, the way that I was switching schools and, and moving all the time. And so when I became an adult, all this home buying and everything, is it was foreign to me. I had to learn everything from scratch. And a lot of the stuff that I'm saying seems like common knowledge to normal people who their parents own houses and all that stuff. But if you are anything close to the lifestyle that I grew up with, which you probably are, if you're listening to this podcast, then, Hey, you don't know, or maybe uh, you only know a little bit. And if you know all of this stuff, then Hey, maybe this ain't the episode for you. But, but some people as simple as some of this information seems, some people don't know this stuff. I didn't know anything about FHA loan. Like I said, I, I thought my credit score was screwed for life. I didn't know that there was ways to fix it so easily. Um, I didn't know that people who were buying houses didn't have to be rich. I thought that everybody had to have, you know, close to $100,000 to throw down. And uh, as far as taking care of everything else after you got your foot in the door, one of the things when you get in on those loans and you have a mortgage payment, 
I want you to think about if you've lived in an apartment and you know what it's like every single year when they renew your lease and that rent goes up and it just keeps increasing year after year. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of times people can't afford to stay in an apartment. Um, that doesn't happen when you buy a house. When you buy a house, that mortgage is it's you're going to get a 30 year fixed rate mortgage. Most likely it's going to stay uh, the same the whole time that you're there. If you if you buy a house today and your mortgage is two thousand dollars a month, might seem like it's a uh, kind of tight at the time you get approved. But guess what? 20 years from now, it's still going to be $2,000 a month. And I guarantee you with the economy and everything increases and in inflation, you'll be getting paid much more and $2,000 a month is going to be a drop in the bucket because there's people who have bought a house in like 2010 and their mortgage is $1,200 a month, maybe even $900 a month because 2010 don't seem like that long ago, but the housing market was way different and for anybody who stayed in there for the long term, they definitely got some affordable payments. So um, then, of course, if you want to stay in the house, you can do refinancing. You can cash out of the equity in your house. There's so many different things that are is too much to throw in this one episode. But um, for real, like real estate is money. Real estate is the easiest way to make money. If you don't know how to invest, you don't know stocks and bonds, real estate is like 101, uh, you know, for making money and investments. So I highly advise that you take the advice that I've given you. If you don't know anything about how to, to buy a house, if you think you can never afford one, and this is the first time you're hearing all this information, I just highly advise you to start researching everything that I said uh, with the FHA loan, getting your credit up, staying in your job. Um, I'm just repeating myself over and over again, but y'all get the point. And again, my email uh, is in the show notes. If anybody wants to get at me, you got any kind of uh, questions that you want me to answer or help guide you towards the right person, uh, I'm happy to do that because I hate seeing people who came up in the same life as me and everybody's still struggling because there's no there's no parents no father figure no you know the moms and dads in our environment in the way we came up they don't know either so they don't know how to teach the kids that this is what you got to do to get your house to make some money and uh, everybody thinks that you just got to break your back and and tell you're on social security and that it's not the way to go so I have been learning hard, learning the hard way, getting shit done, and I want to do everything I can to share that with you. Um, Yeah, so I think that was everything I wanted to go over on this episode. I really wish I could drop more episodes for you. I've been crazy busy lately because of you know like some of the things on this episode I have a lot of investments um I got a lot of responsibilities um I'm trying to go so many different directions uh with my work so that I can um take care of my family 
I do what I got to do, but it's worth all the hard work, trust me. And uh, if my podcast starts leaning towards the hustle, then I guess that's what we can do. Um, but yeah, so as far as like getting your money up, uh, staying safe and secure, as far as, you know, all the shit that's going on in the world, uh, I definitely got a lot of information on both because... For, you know, learn the hard way. That's that's what we do when you come up around that. Um, yeah, so uh, let me see if I can find uh, something good for the outro. And again, feel free to keep sending your music so I can share it. Uh, when you find me on social media, you will see that I have uh, a lot of links for sharing people's music, getting you on playlists all that stuff, because music is definitely always going to be one of my top passions, and I'm here to help you with that as well. Um, I feel like I was talking a million miles per hour, uh, but I think that's it. That's going to do it for this episode, short and sweet, to the point. And, um, yeah, let's get this money up, man. Get you, Get you a house. Take care of your family and uh, do what you got to do. This is Ty Lu. Much love. And uh, I'll try and be back soon. All right, y'all. Later.